episode of the Three Man Booth Podcast. I am your host, Hunter McGoy. This week, I'm pulling a Joey Styles. oh my god, in working solo. Adam had a little bit of an issue, and we weren't able to get together this week, and that's all right, so I'm going to apologize for the fact that you have to sit here and listen to my voice. Uh, last week, I noted that we were going to sit down with uh, OWA promoter Justin Dorch, and I did just that. Uh, we had a quick chat, uh, to go over the build-up to the Ohio Wrestling Alliance First and Fight show that occurred recently. I uh, talked about the final days leading up to the show and the show itself, uh, things, you know, in and around, what's, what was good, what was bad. And then we also talk about the upcoming double shot that they're going to be doing with the Unsanctioned Pro. Uh, the OWA Fight for the Dream will take place on January 19th, uh, once again at the big bar here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so we, you know, we're going to go ahead and discuss that, and uh, I'll play that here for you in just a second. Uh, ask that you give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Ohio Wrestling A1. Uh, check out Ohio Wrestling Alliance on Facebook, and of course, OhioWrestlingAlliance.com. I'm going to go ahead and drop that chat in here right now, and then when I come back, I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, AEW, NXT, and whatever else my ADD brain can come up with. All right, so just, let's just pick up where we left off last time. Uh, you were just about to announce Charlie Cruel, so she could have her match with Queen Aminata. Um, the the match lineup, I know we had talked about before, um, PB Smooth had kind of wanted Jake something, and he, so he put that in out, out there at, on his own. The, the match card itself, did you book that to give best match potential, or was there thinking down the line? Um. To be honest with you, uh, the way I've decided to to operate the Ohio Wrestling Alliance is uh, first and foremost, I want to give young, talented uh, competitors that an opportunity to shine against uh, opponents that they don't typically get to see the uh, face. Uh, so yes, there was a bit of a dream matchup kind of scenario that was set up there, um, but I also do want to make sure that we're focused on going forward as well. Uh, some of the things that happened at uh, First and Fight, obviously, uh, will be leading into what happens at the next show. Uh, I think I think both things can be done, and are both things are important to do. I think it's the thing that uh, a lot of indies struggle with is not just creating super fights, but no storyline behind it. I also think it's the thing that bigger promotions do a great job doing great stories, but no super fights. It's right. Or they bleed them down to the point that they're uninteresting because I've now seen seven of those matches in a row, three of which went under six minutes because TV wouldn't allow. Mm. So that was that. So it was, the answer is a little bit of both. In a, you know, in our in our previous uh, meeting, we had talked about you know we're both big fans of New Japan, and New Japan has a great way of building up to their main event. Mm-hmm. Did you establish the card that way as well? Or, again, was it just everyone go out there and, and have a good time? Uh, it was a little bit uh, a little bit more what you would call the American-style booking. 
Uh, the reason for that simply was it's what I thought fans would be more comfortable with. Uh, I will, you know, for example, I thought one of the most exciting matches took place first. I put Clayton Gaines versus Myron Reed first. Uh, I did that because, as most of us are familiar, uh, especially American-style uh, booking, you need a hot opener. This was going to be the first match that ever came out on an OWA show. I wanted it to be meaningful. I wanted it to be impactful. And I thought that would be a match that would do it. Uh, those guys have, have wrestled before. They were familiar with one another. And I knew that they'd be able to perform, though I know they hadn't wrestled in a while against one another because they're off doing different promotions at the moment. I thought it was a good way to bring people together that used to wrestle three years ago uh, while it's be, so they were familiar with one another while it would still be fresh in people's mind because they hadn't seen it in a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we kind of talked about before, you know, you, you know, you're promoting some events, so there wasn't a whole lot of stress in promoting it. Was there sort of a, a, a checklist of, okay, the ring is here, the talent is here. Like, can you, if you can, just kind of take me up to the day or two leading to the actual event itself. Well, I'll do you one better. <laughs> Podcast fans, you will not be able to see this. <laughs> but as your host will tell you, he is now looking at paperwork <laughs> that I have started planning the second show. I uh, Seven pages at least. Uh, well, and, and multiple folders. <laughs> and uh, I am a bit of a planner. I want this thing, to, I want everything to go well. Uh, one of the things that I've discovered that uh, I'm struggling a bit with is that uh, the OWA is a is an LLC incorporated by me with no no other people with interest in the the organization other than me. So if you've seen me, if you see something with the OWA on it, I've either done it or I've paid someone to do it, uh, and that's becoming very difficult. Uh, and that included me and a group of friends. Uh, who I will call, affectionately call a, a street team, would go out on campus, pass out flyers, do those kind of things. Uh, I will tell you, you know, in the event that uh, the street team couldn't make it, a lot of those nights were my wife Crystal and I around campus passing out, posting flyers. Uh, I've spent more time at a college bar in the last couple of months than I knew, uh, than I have since I was in college. You know, and I've discovered that being 38 years old in a college bar means that you be you're definitely more of a father figure to most of the people in it than you are uh, a social friend. Uh, that's been fun. It's been entertaining. Uh, my wife and I have really enjoyed that aspect of it. But we do need more help. Uh, so if you're interested in helping, please find us on social media. I'd be more than willing to take all the help we can get. So. Um with the show being in the afternoon, a lot of the guys probably, or, or you know, in this case, uh, maybe Amanada or, or Charlie, uh, perhaps just the night before, was there any concern about, boy, I hope travel's okay? And was there, again, kind of a sigh of relief once everybody, I don't know if they check in is the right word, but you knew everyone was here? Uh, it was a bit of a concern. Uh, uh, Ace Austin, our main event, was coming in from New Jersey, uh, oh, who's part of our main event. Uh, he got in in time. Uh, you know, there was then also a problem with his baggage, which had to be picked up at the Columbus Airport uh, instead of where he where he lives somewhere else here in Ohio. Uh, and those kind of small little things that had to be taken care of. Uh, I did try to make it later in the afternoon, uh, just enough so that no matter where they were coming from, they could still get a night's sleep, come in. Uh, and still be able to go. It was also important for me to be able to do it early enough 
in the afternoon because we were running on a Sunday that they could end we, when we ended the show they could also get home at a reasonable time you know I know wrestlers uh, are accustomed to driving through the night but if you're gonna run on a Sunday night it makes it harder to do uh, for these guys and girls uh, if you're if you're running till 10 o'clock at night a four and a half hour drive home is not too bad at eight o'clock at night when you leave it's pretty brutal if you leave it <laughs> 11, you know, 11, not, 11 o'clock or midnight as opposed to 6 or 7. So uh, so you've, uh, day of the show, uh, you had talked about, you know, trying to plan for all the unknown gotchas and, you know, you chatted with several other promotions. Um, what was the one thing that you did forget? <laughs> uh, the one thing I did forget trying to think or, or more more than one uh, I'm sure there was multiple things I forgot uh, to be honest with you uh, I was super happy uh, and I'd like to give them a lot of credit to this uh, if you hear uh, John Orlando's name uh, on the DVD uh, he was one of our commentators he was the play-by-play -play guy uh, he was absolutely terrific uh, he's been in this industry for about 15 years uh, doing various things like announcing and it was just nice day of before to make sure I and him and I are very close personal friends uh, to make sure that everything was done as, a, as you as we just joked about I'm a list guy and so I probably drove my poor friend crazy making sure <laughs> like have you done this have what about this and so I don't know if there was anything directly I was missing uh, other than the fact I needed more help my wife and I pra basically did every job that wasn't bartending at the show um, I Related to that, however, uh, other people that I thought were just incredibly useful and helpful, and I would like to give them both recognition, is Dr. Dan uh, from AIW. Uh, the ring was rented from AIW. He came down. Him and his crew were incredibly professional. Uh, special shout-out to Zach Thomas. Uh, one of the things I did not realize is I needed someone to actually operate the bell, and Zach stepped up uh, and was incredibly professional, was more than willing to help. And that's a guy uh, who's a young 21-year-old wrestler with a lot of talent, deserves to be recognized. Uh, the other one I'd like to recognize is Jake Clemens. Jake is, an, uh, is a referee. Uh, he works out of AIW. He also is involved. Uh, and he actually uh, he moved here to Columbus a couple of months ago. I was just fortunate enough to see that he moved to Columbus and asked him to be a referee. Uh, he's been incredibly helpful in being able to allow me the opportunity to just ask questions. Um, hey, Jake, how does this look elsewhere? Uh, and, you know, when I was creating a run sheet for the show, those kind of things, how about times and these kind of things, and he gave a lot of useful information. And it was because of guys like that uh, that I was able to run what I think was a relatively professional and uh, efficient show. Now, I will tell you there were things I'm sure that they will, all the guys guys and girls probably laugh at. Like, oh, he still has this to learn. He has that to learn. Uh, but I, I do think it went well. And the good news is anyone I've asked back has said yes. So, <laughs> Alright, so we go through the show and, you know, after, after the main event is done, can you describe the feeling of is it a sense of relief that it's done, or were you already ready, like, show number two is in my brain? Um, it's funny you say that. Um, before we started this podcast, we were talking about, uh, joking about old high school athletic injuries, or in my case, college athletic injuries. Uh, it was like being in a sporting event, and it's the only way I can describe it. 
there was that sheer joy and elation of completing something that you had worked hard to accomplish uh, with that boating sense of what's next? How do I do this? Uh, you know, I booked the show in a manner that suggested that there would be a second show. It's because I wanted there to be a second show. I'd like there to be a third and a fourth. I would like to continue doing this. Uh, a couple of things have to change and improve in order for that to happen. But I would like this to be a company that continues to exist in the foreseeable future. Um, and so I had all those things rushing to my through my head. I also had a group of friends uh, who came to the show who wanted to make sure that we met the bar guarantee down below. <laughs> and so while uh, the professionals, and I mean that the AW uh, ring crew and Dr. Dan helped put down the ring, and I started running around making sure everything was tear torn up, that's when I got to have my first cocktail of the night and got to uh, really unwind with a group of people. And it was, uh, it was both celebratory and the, the sense of feeling that there was still more to do. I guess it's probably how an NFL team feels when they win their first round of the playoffs. That was so great, and now let's do it again. So we, you know, we we tried to meet up a few more times before this, and just uh, schedules didn't work out. But um, and, and since that time, you've answered one of my questions I was going to ask, and there will be a second show uh, titled "Fight for the Dream," uh, and this one appears to be a, a sort of partnership with Unsanctioned Pro. Um, if you can, can you kind of take me through the genesis or the thought pattern? Um, I believe it was Derek from Unsanctioned Pro you had mentioned before you had talked to. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of doing a, not not a two-in-one show, but maybe a, a double shot or double feature, whatever the right term would be. So, as I, as I think we talked about the first time we spoke... Um, I create my. I didn't just jump into this. I spent well over a year researching this, volunteering at shows, uh, just trying to meet wrestlers, doing all the things that could possibly be done in order to do this. I spent well over a year doing it. Uh, Derek was one of the individuals uh, who I met who was willing to talk to me and was willing to uh, to offer advice, suggestions, help me create those lists that I create. When I have thoughts, I jot them down. Uh, Derek was a great source to be able to bounce them off of. Uh, as it became clear to uh, Derek that I wasn't just some crazy person who had texted him out of the blue because I hunted his name down on the from the uh, the Ohio Athletic Commission's website, uh, and that I was serious about this and that I was organized and I had things put together. Uh, we started talking about ways to do this and ways to work with together because, as, and I haven't stated this uh, publicly, but I will state it now, there's a reason behind the OWA name, and we can talk about that in a bit. But the general idea is I would like to make a unified uh, feeling of cooperation throughout all the Ohio promotions. Uh, I think that's necessary. I think it's it's healthy for the, uh, for the business. I, I think, uh, again, maybe we can talk about this a little later. I, I, I blatantly stole the idea off the old NWA model. Um, all these companies can run on their own, but there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't all want to work together and make sure positive things happen in the industry, promote these guys, make help everyone grow. Uh, so Derek and I started talking about that, and then he goes, man, I really hope you run a second show. If you do, let's talk about doing something together because that's your idea, that's what you envision. And he's been so helpful that when I ran it and I, he came to the show and he helped out and he did, you know, he did so much to help the show. 
that night him and I were standing there before he goes over he goes so about the idea I was like let's talk about it in a week or two and we started putting all the finalized ideas together we start we went and met with Kyle the bar, at the bar we did started doing a couple other things um, and then it just it fell into place and then we started asking okay who is someone that we'd like to br both bring in that maybe one of us individually couldn't get bring in due to cost due to flight travel those kind of things and we came up with a name and we so we started reaching out to people like that uh, and we went to that process next thing you know we were planning this and so that's how it started uh, it started nothing more in the partnership it's a partnership that thankfully I have with uh, unsanctioned pro and those uh, and Derek in particular um, you know it's it I will tell you other promoters have reached out and seem receptive to the the general idea of working together. Uh, I hope that that idea continues. I obviously won't state those other promotions until something has been more flushed out. Uh, okay, so uh, you talk about kind of uh, shared talent, and I know one of the first names uh, you guys were able to announce was Josh Briggs, and then the rug was pulled out from under you from the WWE slash Evolve as they as they decided to run a show that same weekend. Yeah, can you? <laughs> I, uh, I think we can kind of describe the feeling there, but if you can, just kind of describe that feeling. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, obviously we're disappointed. Uh, I know Derek is, him and I have spoken about it. I know, Personally, I know I am. Uh, Josh is an amazing talent. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. If you haven't seen him, please, for the love of God, there's an Evolve show this weekend. Go see it. It's well worth the money. It's well worth the time. He's an amazing talent. It's why we were so thrilled to be bringing him here to Columbus. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work, always work out. Uh, you know, I will tell you, Josh was very professional about everything. He notified us as soon as possible. Uh, I have no ill will towards the man. As a matter of fact, I hope to work with him again here in 2020. Uh, he is a terrific talent. And this is going to sound really mean. It won't be the first or the last time this happens to me mm -hmm. because when you seek talent like him and some of the other guys that are on our roster, and I do mean this, a lot of the other guys on our roster who I see this being a problem with in the future, uh, when you seek guys who are in high demand, they're in high demand. <laughs> that means that they might have commitments elsewhere that might not include us. You know, do I wish that uh, we had waited a, a day or two to make the announcement? Absolutely, I do. Unfortunately, we made the announcement, and then we immediately, you know, within a couple of days, we had to retract it. Yeah. That happens, but that's what happens in the Indies when you try to hire talent that is is going to go places. Speaking of talent going places, uh, you know, in our first interview, you kind of turned me on to Ace Austin, and Ace is quickly becoming one of my favorite guys in the business. And now you see him win the X Division Championship. Is that is there a feeling of, wow, that's great for that guy, kind of mixed with a bit of melancholy like, man, I don't know if we can afford him now because his rate's going to go up. I will tell you, uh, I'm not, I, I think Ace Austin is one of the most talented young men in the industry. Uh, I will also tell you from him working our show, he is an absolute professional. Uh, the manner in which he prepares for a match is absolutely I didn't get to see, as we spoke before we came on the air, a whole lot of the show. What I did get to do is I got to see the guys backstage. He is meticulous in his stretching. He is meticulous in every single thing he does. Uh, and it was it, it was like watching any other professional prepare for any 
job, a doctor preparing for surgery. It was like any of those things because he is so detail-oriented. I will tell you, as all of the ring was gone, everyone was, everyone was gone except for my friends who were drinking at the bar, the bartender who probably wished they could leave, <laughs> and everything has been taken up. All the, you know, everything is gone except for six people that are my friends and two family members. Except Ace Austin, who is upstairs finishing his stretching routine to make sure he doesn't tighten up. That is the kind of level of commitment he has. He is 22 years old, and there's a reason he's the X Division champ, and there's a reason that he's got a bright future in this profession. He's a serious young man who does serious things in the ring. And if people don't understand that those two things aren't related to one another, they don't understand business in general, <laughs> let alone the pre wrestling business. Um, Going to step back for a second. So to go back to the show, um, I, I saw uh, PB Smooth say that this was wrestling Jake something was probably his favorite match he's done in his career. Uh, is there a sense of satisfaction in that that you were able to facilitate that? Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I will tell you, uh, we're talking on that professional level. Uh, I overheard a couple of the guys say, "What a good locker room we had," and I and I, I, I'd like to tell this story. Uh, about what a professional both of those men are. Um, I, first of all, I was thrilled. Uh, I think very highly of both those individuals. Uh, I will also tell you that, uh, speaking of hardworking gentlemen, those are two of the guys that spent the absolute most time in the, the ring beforehand, making sure that this show, their match was as, as high quality as it could be, and I could not respect either men more for it. Um, they were just absolutely terrific with it. They were also, when that match occurred, uh, they came back and they spent about a half hour talking to one another in the corner, uh, talking about the match, talking about how to work as a professional. Jake something is uh, is a vet's vet. The man, uh, the man just gets it. I can't say enough enough good things about him. Um, and I will tell you because uh, I didn't get to hear a whole lot of the conversation because I was obviously doing other things. The show was going on. But him and PB made a connection that night, which is why the match was so excellent. Uh, it was also why I also got to see the opportunity to see PB try to absorb the knowledge and career that some of the knowledge and information Jake has had in his career and just try to absorb it like a sponge. Um, as, you, as we said in the first interview, I'm also a swim coach. That is the absolute exact thing you should do. You should learn from those who've done it a little longer than you and I just... They were both terrific. Am I thrilled that they they the PB thinks it's one of the best matches of life? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Why? Because I clearly think I'm a fan of PB Smooth because he wouldn't have been on the show otherwise. Right. Uh, to go back to talking about uh, the the unsanctioned pro show, uh, if you're if you can, um, is there going to be like matches intermixed or will there be a a true? It sounds like there'll be an unsanctioned pro show. And then a OWA show. Uh, the way we're going to operate uh, is that there will be the uh, the uh, Ohio Wrestling Alliance show will start at one p.m. Uh, my shows I try to keep to about three to three and a half hours. I believe in a short show. You will never see me go over seven, maybe eight ma matches in a card. Uh, I I just think that's the route to go. Uh, I hope to end my show at about four four thirty. We'll then take an hour to two hour break. Uh, I forget the exact amount of time. And then the uh, unsanctioned pro show will start. Uh, we, there will be some talent that uh, that will 
possibly bleed into one another, just like there was going to be when Josh Briggs was going to be here. Uh, and there might be some interpromotional workings uh, during each show, but obviously Derek and I are still fleshing some of that out, so I can't go into too much detail about okay. it. Uh, in continuing along the line of co-promoting, uh, you talk about talking to some of the other ones. It, it seems pretty obvious that AIW is, is one of them. Uh, would that joint show be here in Columbus? Would it be in Cleveland? Again, just hypothetically saying AIW is one of them. Uh, if John Thorne would like to talk to me <laughs> uh, about running a co-promoted show, John John has my phone number, and we will always be willing to talk to one another. Um, so overall, um, you know, I, I try to be respectful of your time. I know you got to. No, you're fine. We we have plenty okay. of time. Okay. Um, what would you say? What went right? What went wrong? And what do you wish you could redo? Uh, what went right? Um, the show itself. Uh, like I said, I could not have selected a better group of individuals to run my to be on my first show. Uh, from everyone on the show, everyone was professional, uh, and sometimes almost too much so. Uh, my favorite example of that. Is everyone kept calling me sir. Uh, I was unprepared for that. Uh, I'm 38 years old. I'm, I'm My name's Justin. Please call me that. Uh, but it, it showed the attitude that those individuals had and how they treat this as a profession, not just something they do fly by night on the weekends. I really did respect it, even though even poor Charlie Cruel, where I had to look at her and said, my name is Justin, please stop calling me sir. <laughs> and to her credit, she goes, no, I will not, sir. And it just, it really meant something. Uh, it showed the level of professionalism everyone there had. I was really appreciated of, appreciated of it. Uh, and because of their professionalism, anything that I probably lacked as a promoter, uh, they, they stepped up and took care of. Everything from Clayton Gaines's first promo, which I will tell you, I had very little in saying, helping him say. Uh, again, I want to create a platform these guys for these guys. I am not an artist; they are. Uh, man, my favorite, my fa it was one of my favorite moments of the show when he told one of my personal friends uh, that he was going to stick, I believe, it was a white claw up his ass. <laughs> uh, it definitely made my night. Um, Things I would do differently, as I've stated a couple of times already, uh, I need help. Uh, my wife ran tickets. She ran ring gear. Uh, I didn't have enough security because the security was myself and one other person uh, who was my uncle. Uh, and So we had people coming up and down the stairs that were the entranceway. I had people in the VIP section that probably shouldn't have been. Those are the kind of things that... Uh, I need to make sure that I bring in a couple more people to handle just so that those things are taken care of. Um, things I, uh, and what was the third part of it? Uh, what went better than expected? Or what went better than expected? Yeah. Well, what went better than expected, I will say, uh, was my videographer. Uh, his name is Jeremy. Jeremy is uh, an absolute terrific guy. Uh, peerless in the way he did it. Uh, so much so that he actually set up a second hard cam during the first half of the show uh, that I think is the best shot of the entire show. I would have never thought to put it there, not in a million years. He set it up because he's got an eye for this thing. Um, I had no, you know, 
Derek, again, speaking of unsanctioned, recommended Jeremy for me. Uh, I knew Je I had seen some of Jeremy's work. I knew he did a good job, but I didn't know exactly what to expect. I didn't know what was going on. The fact that he sees things like a camera should go there. I know he has an idea for the next show that involves him effectively, it's more not duct tape, but strapping <laughs> a, a, a camera somewhere with effectively strip ties because he thinks it's going to be an amazing view. Doing those things that makes this show feel unique and I cannot thank him enough for those kind of things. I, myself, I'm going to give credit. I, I believe it's Meg Mills who did yeah, the photography. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen Meg, uh, Megan's work, you're missing out. She goes around the state and around the, the, the country, real, the Midwest, really, uh, doing wrestling shows. Uh, I wish I could say that... Uh, I, she was some uncovered gem that I discovered. It's not. She's not. Uh, she contacted me, and I'm so thankful that she did because she did terrific work. So let's talk Fight for the Dream coming up January 19th. Um, I, I know you don't have any talent else now, but you did say you're going to use uh, some of the same people. Is, are there any names that you can give, or you're still waiting to firm up those details? Uh, a couple of the names I could probably say. For, well, I can. There's definitely some names I can give you. Um, I, I will be blunt. Uh, the guy I really wanted to see wrestle Josh Briggs was Jake something. Uh, I thought that was going to be a match that was going to hit very hard. Yes, well. that was absolutely the intent. <laughs> uh, we will be missing that. I'm currently searching uh, for an equally as hit hard hitting opponent uh, for Jake. Um, some of the other talent that it, uh, I will tell you that as of uh, yesterday uh, we will be having a tag match uh, that was set up absolutely in the first uh, in the first for fight show uh, it will be Ace Austin and Clayton Gaines versus Trey Lamar and PB Smooth um, so we do have an idea of what the card is going to look like. There are other talents that are still uh, waiting to confirm with me. There are a few that are uh, one match, one name in particular I'm very excited about, especially in recent uh, news uh, about where, where he is at uh, or about to be going as of today. Uh, he's about to board a plane someplace. Um, and I'm really excited to see him. But he has to confirm that he doesn't have enough, that he is available that day. It expects to get back to me later next week. Um, but there are a lot of, you know, this is going to be an exciting show. I'm trying to make it so that at least one third of the roster uh, will be new, new talent each time we run a show. Well, so that way you'll be able to see new talent uh, while seeing talent you're familiar with when you come to a show. And I'm going to continue to try to cycle it that way so that there's always something fresh and new and exciting coming into OWA. Very nice. I'd uh, like to ask everyone to give uh, Justin a follow, and actually, Justin, I'll let you do all the plugs that you want to do, because uh, all I'm going to do is just butcher them. <laughs> no problem. Uh, please give us a follow uh, on all social media outlets, Facebook. Uh, you can find us just by searching for o Ohio Wrestling Alliance, or you can do at Ohio Wrestling A1 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Unfortunately, I do not do Snapchat because I'm 38 years old and it just doesn't seem like a good thing uh, that I should be doing. Um, I, was, I was told I was too sophisticated for, for Snapchat. <laughs> I think means I'm too old. I think that's what will go. I'm too sophisticated <laughs> for Snapchat. Um, you know, coming up for the first show, uh, 
I mean, after the first show, we're going to continue to try to do things, oh, uh, do things a little differently than you see in most other indie promotions. Some of the things that exist at the venue allow us to continue to do that. Uh, some of those things that, you know, you asked are things I can improve on. It's being a little more definitive with my DJ who's going to run uh, the, the system, those kind of things. Uh, he did a very good job. He created a different feeling than what you see at most wrestling shows. Uh, I created a literally an Excel spreadsheet with everything on it, but it wasn't necessarily in the manner he needed it to run it through the BARS programming. Uh, so him and I have now worked, gotten together multiple times and I'll be preventing those things. But we're trying to make this as much as a of a big time event that you would see at a regular WWE or an NXT or uh, meaning that any promotion you see on our social media page we're going to continue to try to run before the show the bouts come out we're trying to run interest music with videos if they're available from the wrestlers uh, because we have that ability at the bar the dream for me is to make this feel like a big time show even though it's a standing room bar only show Looking forward to it. All right, Justin, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. And as I said, uh, definitely be hearing more from uh, Justin and the OWA on our show here in the very near future uh, leading up to, to Fight for the Dream. And, and maybe we'll hopefully be able to reach out to Unsanctioned Pro and uh, get a chance to hang out with them and, and chat as well. Uh, Obviously, uh, two big events coming up this week is going to be um, AEW's Full Gear. And, um, you know, to, to people like me, uh, lesser known, probably on the radar of most, uh, will be Impact Wrestling's um, Turning Point that will be available on Impact Plus. Uh, just, I, I think, unfortunate timing that they're going to be doing their show the same time and day as Full Gear. Uh, but... Uh, Definitely be re recapping both shows next week, as I said. Uh, and then the following week, uh, we're going to go ahead and definitely be talking about NXT uh, War Games, Survivor Series. And uh, as I noted earlier, I think we're going to have some fun and try to do some fantasy booking and, and make our own uh, dream teams for a Survivor Series or War Games match. Uh, just uh, If you follow us on Twitter, you know that I think Wednesday nights are now just the greatest nights in all of wrestling uh, with both uh, NXT and AEW. Both um, we just had some fantastic shows last night. Uh, I'm sure if you've watched it, you saw probably Cody Rhodes' greatest promo of all time. And if you haven't, pause this podcast, go watch that promo, find it, track it down. It is legitimately Cody Rhodes' greatest work to this point. Um, Rock even gave him a shout out on Twitter uh, a little bit later. Uh, just again, calling, just pointing out everything about the promo that was great. Uh, quickly, just uh, before I get into a preview of Full Gear, uh, I have to note that the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 100 Women came out. A uh, couple of interesting things. They originally forgot to put uh, Kyrie Sane on their list, and then they apologized to her, and, and she was. She was actually very sweet about it and, you know, said she understands. But um, go ahead and just quickly run down the top 20, and we'll do it in proper order since Kyrie Sane was supposed to be on the list at number 16. I'm going to put her there. Uh, number 20 was Allison Kay. 19 was Nikki Cross. 18 was Allie. Uh, 
17 was Mayu Iwatani, uh, 16 should have been Kairi Sane, uh, 15th was Taya Valkyrie, Sasha Banks, Tony Storm, Alexa Bliss, uh, Asuka comes in at number 11, at number 10 was Nicole Savoy, number 9 was Mercedes Martinez, 8 is Io Shirai, 7 is Natalia and... It's a good thing this is kayfabe because otherwise I think everyone in the world would have a problem with that one. At number six is Bailey. Number five is Tessa. I think she's probably should be number two, but who knows? Uh, number four was Shayna Baszler. Number three was Ronda Rousey. Number two was Charlotte Flair. And of course, of the obvious choice, number one was Becky Lynch. Uh, as I noted, it's a it's a kayfabe list, so you kind of uh, you kind of have to just take it for what it's worth and and you know, take into account wins and losses and, and just a overall spectrum of work um, from just a, you know, again, a, a a different point of view. And, you know, and all Lister, you know, we talked about before, all Lister designed to do is just generate talk. And just like when Meltzer releases his Hall of Fame and uh, PWI releases their list every single year, it's just... It's a fun talking point, and us wrestling nerds get to be wrestling nerds. Um, but just, I mean, overall, I think the list was pretty solid. Uh, just real interesting to see that Natalia was number seven, and that definitely made a lot of people scratch their head. Um, go ahead and quickly chat about Turning Point here. A couple big matches that are going to be on the show will be a rematch for the Impact World Championship as Sammy Callahan now defends the title against Brian Cage, uh, a singles match for the X Division Championship, or as Ace Dawson is now calling it, the Triple X Division Championship. Uh, Ace is going to defend against Jake Crist. Uh, there's going to be a tag team match for the Impact Tag Team Championships, as the North will defend against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Uh, in a recent match, Swan and Mack defeated the North. Um, so it will be interesting to see what happens there. I, I legitimately think that that match has a chance of being um, one of the only ones where we see a, a new champion crown for Impact and um, it's going to be good for uh, I believe it's uh, Philadelphia Premier Wrestling or maybe it's Pittsburgh Premier Wrestling uh, let me go check sorry I got two cities wrong it's the Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling Championship is going to be on the line in a six-man scramble uh, the champion Clutch Adams is going to go against Charles Mason, Deshaun Pratt, Evander James, Facade, and Casey Navarro. Uh, Facade has been on uh, Ring of Honor a few times, so if you've watched Ring of Honor, you may have seen him. Uh, definitely a guy who uh, uh, works more in, in Pennsylvania than he does anywhere else, so um, always has a good look. Uh, you know, the Neon Ninja, so I think that'll be fun to see. Um, Taya Valkyrie defends her title against Tennille Dashwood. I, you know, we talked about last time they had a match at Bound for Glory. Uh, with Tennille not being under contract, I, I don't see that changing. And uh, a couple of quick matches of note. Uh, Rhino's going to take on Rob Van Dam. And then uh, Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard are going to take on Kira Hogan and Madison Rain. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, you know, Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, we've talked about on this podcast. It's quickly become probably one of my favorite um, shows to watch on a weekly basis um, just because you know we've talked about it talked about it they don't treat you like an idiot they don't treat you like a mark and it's a fun show to watch
going to go ahead and dive right into um, full gear. Uh, don't know how long the buy-in show is going to be because there's only one match announced for it right now. And that is Britt Baker will be going against B Priestley. And if you haven't seen the promo that Britt Baker did, um, it's it's not on Cody level good, but it was great um, leading up to the match. And, and it's, you know, it's a shame that they didn't put it on, uh, you know, uh, Dynamite last night. Uh, but it would be really, really cool if they, you know, did it during the buy-in so people get to see it. It was just Britt sitting in and just just delivering the goods. It was a very good promo, so I hope, you know, more eyes get to be on it. Uh, the show itself is going to feature uh, Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Uh, if you saw AEW Dark this week, uh, saw some interaction leading up to that, and there was some interaction last night on Dynamite. Uh, going to see Riho defend the AEW Women's Championships against Emi Sakura. Uh, don't see why Riho wouldn't retain there. Uh, SoCal Uncensored is now going to be in a three-way match uh, defending the AEW Tag Team Championships against Lucha Brothers and Private Party. Uh, don't see any way that SoCal Uncensored don't leave as champions there. Uh, going further up the card, uh, going to finally get the long-awaited uh, Adam Page versus Pac match in an AEW ring. Uh, so that should be fun. It'll be interesting to see there if they continue to build Pac or if Adam Page, you know, gets it, gets his win back. Uh, I don't know if they'll, you know, getting a win back will be a thing in AEW, uh, but we'll see there. Uh, Young Bucks are going to go against Santana Ortiz. I believe they're calling them powerful and proud. Uh, you know, I wish they could be LAX, but obviously LAX is owned by Impact Wrestling, so... It is what it is, but this should be fun. Uh, you know, talked about Cody and his promo earlier. Uh, this is obviously leading up to Chris Jericho defending the championship against Cody uh, in that promo. Uh, Cody said if he loses, he would never, ever challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Uh, and, you know, I think we all may be reading too much into this, and, but I hope we're not. Uh, Cody talked about, you know, the elite taking on the inner circle and a match beyond, which has led quite a few people to speculate that that'll be their version of war games. And I think that would be fantastic to see um, everything about this build up between Cody and Jericho, between the Bucks and Santana, uh, the Bucks, Santana and Ortiz, I should say, sorry. Um, Jake Hager, you know, Adam Page in, involved in this, Kenny Omega, I mean, you know, Moxley, all these people involved with it. Uh, really interesting to see if they uh, are able to pull off a war games. Is it going to be a four on four, five on five, um, and what they call it, or do they call it the match beyond? Uh, but Cody's got a lot of our hopes up high. So let's see what happens there. And in the last match of the show, uh, what I assume to be the last match of the show and then officially an unsanctioned match, a lights out match, uh, John Moxley will be taking on Kenny Omega. So we'll finally get to see this match one-on-one. -on -one. Um, don't even know where I'm leaning on that match. I just, I hope it's just a great match that I think both guys are capable of. Um, since it's unsanctioned, I'll be curious to see if we get any, uh, you know, any, you know, chairs, tables, weapons of any sort. Um, just hope it's a good match. It should be a good show. 
definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and as I said, uh, Adam and I will be back next week to, to absolutely recap full gear, uh, absolutely recap turning point, and see if there's any other news of note. Uh, I think the only newsworthy item that came out this week was that Randy Orton has officially um, re-signed with the WWE. I uh, don't know how long the deal is worth or, or how long the deal is for. Uh, but um, I, I mean, if anybody thought that despite Randy Orton being Randy Orton and having some fun trolling us on, on Twitter, if you really thought that he was going to ever leave the WWE... Um, we are living in different worlds because there was just no way that was happening. I think that's going to do it for me for this week. Um, as always, I ask that you give the show a follow on, on Twitter at uh, 3MB Podcast. That is the number three, the letters MB Podcast. Uh, follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Howell3MB. Uh, follow me on Twitter at HunterLM. Uh, once again, follow the Ohio Wrestling Alliance on Twitter or Instagram at Ohio Wrestling A1. And uh, if you stuck around with this entire time, I appreciate that. Thanks. And Adam and I will be back next week.